0: On today's episode, the 2021 NFL season is now over. So, as a Dynasty community, what did we learn and what were our biggest takeaways from the season? And what are we looking forward to next season? I'm Avery Huffman. I'm here with Nathan Schmidt. What's up? And Simon Denny. Welcome back. Welcome to Dynasty Domain. All right, so let's jump into it. We've got a lot of content here this week. Uh, we're going to start how we start every week, and we're going to evaluate some trades.
1: Oh, so much fun.
0: Yeah. We've got some good ones here, too. We had a lot of submissions. We're going to take some uh, from our own leagues this week, which, by the way, a little update. We have started two more leagues, two more Dynasty Domain Leagues. Um, I'm heading up one. Simon's heading up the other. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going great. And uh, Nathan's going to do another one here soon. So if you're on the lookout for one of our leagues, do know that that will be coming soon. Um, But for now, we have three. We're going to roll with it, and we have some trade scenarios for you. All right, Nathan, what's our first one? All right, first
1: trade of the week is team number one receiving Brandon Ayuk, the 2022-103, and Nico Collins. Team two will be receiving Debo Samuel, the 2022-209, 2023-3rd, and 2024-4th. So basically, Debo... This year's two oh nine, and nothing.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Those are throw-ins. Any. Yes. And it's just so you guys know, if we, for those of you who are listening, anything like third and fourths really aren't worth a ton. Like fourth
1: is worth nothing. Third is where I kind of draw the line. You in early third. Maybe, but it's still it's negligible.
0: It's it's dang near negligible. So if you're talking like actual legit pick values, it's the first and second round, and that's about it. So yeah, essentially, and Nico Collins is also pretty much for a throw in, right? I mean yeah. right. I mean a I would equ- pace, I would equate yeah. the third and the fourth to Nico Collins. So yeah. so at at that rate it's Brandon Iuk and the one oh three for Debo. For Debo for Debo yeah. and, and, a and the,
1: the and second, second the second counts or something. Two oh nine.
2: And and this this trade was sent to me by one of the players in the league that I'm heading up, um, Drew Simon twenty two. That's his Twitter, if you yeah. actually want to go check that out. But Shout I asked out. him a few more details. Uh he is a contender this year and um so my immediate take on that was hey, just keep the Debo side, man. It, it's not, it's not really
0: worth. I think, I think, I guess I could see a scenario uh, for a productive struggle team where trading with Debo would make some sense. But I think, in, even in not m- for that, I think even, no. I think even in most scenarios, I'm taking the Debo side of this. Yeah, right? I am too. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm wanting way more or or just a way different. Sort of... Yeah, or just keep Debo. Product from Debo, yeah. Yeah. Because he's he's young enough where if you're rebuilding, he's pretty decent to build around for the next couple of years, and then if you want to flip him later, you can, but... For now, I don't think there's any risk really in keeping him. No more risk than it is to keep any player
0: well, ever. Or if you're gonna, if you don't have faith in the 49ers' offense with Trey Lance running it, then don't trade for another. I player. think I think, I think yeah. That, yeah.
1: yeah, and I think that'll actually end up helping Debo with the way they've been utilizing him yep. towards the latter half of exactly. the season, even as a partial running back. Yeah. Then they'll just <laughs> run him even more when Trey yeah. Lance is playing like Garbo.
2: That's what I said. Is Ayuk's going to depend on the QB play? Of Trey Absolutely. Lance, and as we've seen with Debo, even with p- poor quarterback play, he can catch a three-yard pass and turn it into eighty. Yeah, he, he's in
0: an, Yeah, he's and now,
1: now that you mentioned this, I, w- I would almost look at Ayuk being a sell for this
0: for this season. Uh, for that reason, nah, I'm actually buying IU. I, I think he's going to have a much better him? year than yeah. he had this past year because he, he ended pretty well. Yeah, um, but also with a new quarterback coming in, I mean, he could get. With, sometimes with new quarterbacks, you just don't know who their favorite targets are. And the yet. chemistry, yeah. They and, and, and seem to and have Brandon, great and, and Brandon Ayuk is, is obviously the talent is there. Oh, yeah. So, so if he has chemistry with Trey Lance, like I think that's a good risk to take for the price you can get Brandon Ayuk. I just got Brandon Ayuk in the eighth round of a startup. That's pretty good. That was pretty that's, good value, that's great. Yeah. And and the reason that his value has kind of decreased this level is because of Debo Samuel, which I don't think is entirely fair. But I also don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo could really get people the ball that well. I mean, when you think about the the plays that Debo was making, Debo is making plays around, around the line yeah. of scrimmage. Good old and first then round making, Jimmy G. Yeah, and then making uh, right a first rounder for Jimmy G. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that, would you would you take a first for anything. Brandon Ayuk? Would I take a first a late, maybe. depends on where it is. Would I take a first for Brandon Ayuk? Yeah, early first. Um, an early first. Early first, yeah.
2: yes. If it's like if it's the one oh three, I think I'm taking
0: a if I'm IU. buying Ayuk, I'm only probably gonna pay a late first. One oh 106, 107 okay. tops. Yeah. Yeah. I do think he's I think he's worth th- especially in a class like this. Like, I mean yeah. if you compare him to some of the receivers that are gonna be taken in that range th- in this year's class, like yeah. It also kinda does depend on if it's a twenty two or twenty three pick but right. i do yeah i do like ayuke i think he's kind of a buy but especially in a super flex league and a 12 person league like debos pretty valuable here so i think we're all kind of in agreement that yeah that that debos side is probably the side that we and would, it's we a would good take.
2: trade and i think that's what he ended up landing on so good job drew yeah all right
1: all right uh, our second trade we got coming up here is austin Eckler and james robinson for
0: Two twenty-three firsts and two twenty-three seconds. Wow, that's a haul! Yeah, yeah. I, think yeah, I can, uh, a haul. That, that excited me. uh Yeah, off the top of my head, I'm taking the the picks. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Now,
0: that's not now, much. I think I think it would be slightly different if it were two firsts and one second. But the fact that in the fact that you got four picks there, two firsts and two seconds, and they are all in twenty twenty-three. That's a solid haul for those guys. Not to mention, Eckler, as I have said on the show already, his value is eventually going to go down, and Nathan thinks he's going to be productive until he's 100 years old, but I think (laughs) think his drop-off is coming, so I'm obviously getting rid of Eckler and selling Eckler, and maybe this person listened to my advice, probably not, but I still think it's a good move.
1: Yeah, I I think Eckler will last longer than, say, a guy like Aaron Jones, but... Again, if if I'm being offered essentially two twenty three firsts and two twenty three yeah. seconds for him, I'm taking this
0: and, and no question. Especially like a, a, I don't know. I think even if I'm a contender and I have Eckler and Robinson, I think I'm taking this trade still. Uh, if you think you can
2: win this year, I, I'm keeping Eckler. If I can get two seconds for James, Rob- James Robinson,
0: though, if you want to just well, split that's what that I'm deal, Do that. But I think if I was Even in a league Where I'm a contender I would, I would take this trade I think I'm taking this trade in, in a team format Because it's not like You know I guess Even one less second Would be different Even one less second I would be more inclined To say that I would really Be More likely to take this In a productive struggle
1: Now, than, uh, now here's Here's an interesting Thing to kind of ponder um, w- Would you take Austin Eckler And Devin Singletary And give up that much
0: No Probably not No that's a lot to give up. Leonard I mean, Fournette. You're, you're erasing your draft capital for twenty three in, in, in place of James Robinson. James Robinson. Yeah. Team. No. I, I I think Kareem Hunt, Miles Sanders. No. Okay.
1: No, I don't think I'm, I don't think, I. That's thi- fairly consistent then. That's that's fair because they they are all valued roughly around the same as James Robinson is, and I mean Singletary being, the top running back for Buffalo right now. I, yeah. even though he's probably the least valuable oh. RB1 right now next to anyone in New England. But um, <laughs> I just think that's too much
0: of a 23 Yeah. Ball.
1: I think with with that yeah. draft. I mean I, I already agree with you. I just wanted to see what you thought yeah. if it was yeah. just because of just because of ETN that you were saying no or, or if it Jim, really is because uh, of Robinson. the yes. James Robinson. Now if
0: it were ETN I would uh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah no, no, I'm just saying is it I know, are I know you, what
2: you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you should be getting I mean I don't think if you're a contender, you're not really selling Eckler for less than two firsts. You, yeah. you don't want to do that, because yeah. uh, if you're buying him, wow, that's a lot to give up for him, because he's 26 or 27 now, but man, I don't know, that's that's a lot.
1: Yeah, um, where where would that kind of tip for you to the other side when when you would take the Eckler side? Because I I'm gonna kind of walk my way up here, but we've got Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Damian Harris, C. H. I think that's where it starts, kind uh, of no, shifting. Zeke Elliott, that. Aaron Jones, Michael Carter, A. J. Dillon, uh, Elijah Michael Mitchell. Carter
0: might be it for me.
1: Michael Carter might be the point. Yeah, and this is all according to Keep Trade Cut.
0: I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not doing C. H.
1: Aaron Jones.
2: Yes. Yeah, I'll take that. You take Eckler Because and if, Aaron if Jones. I'm contending I, and I'm giving up two firsts, a first and a I'm second absolutely for each doing of them. Yeah. yeah, a first and a second for Eckler and a first and a second for Aaron Jones, if I'm going out to win it this year,
0: I'm absolutely. willing to pay that. that's
1: a win-now move. Yeah, But that is two yeah. automatic starters for you for the entire
2: season. Agreed. Do well, th- as long
0: as they don't get hurt. Well, you, right. do, you do also have to keep in mind, though, that you're trading into two old running backs and trading away four young players. Yeah, player, which right? is you why gotta, it's a win-now win, now win move. at some point.
2: It, it depends
0: on your roster makeup. I don't know. I think the only way I would, I still think the only way I would make that even for Eckler and Aaron Jones is if my um, roster was already super young. If I had an old roster already, I'm not trading away the only youth I'm going to have. So if one of, like I said, I would be more inclined to do Eckler paired with a younger running back. That's just me though.
2: See, I'd be willing to trade away the only youth I have to go ahead and win now because if my roster is already old and starting to decay, it's like, all right, I'm going all in this year
0: before I have to blow it up, see if I can win. That's true. But, but you I don't mean, always have to blow it completely up though. No, you are right. Correct. You're right. Yep. So, uh, so that's that's just what I'm saying. Like Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in this I think in this particular scenario we're all in agreement that we're taking the 2023. Yeah. Pass. Yes, Absolutely. we are. Yep. Yeah. And and I
2: just kind
1: of wanted to get an idea of where you guys yeah. were coming
2: from. It was from a good there. trade and that one came from someone in my league as well and his name is um Alolo97 on Twitter. So we're going to we're going to keep shouting these guys out every week if you ever have any trades, just Find us on Twitter and send it, send us some of your trades, and we might
0: talk them over. Yeah, and if you're in one of our leagues, too, we're obviously asking you guys. So yeah, um, all right, we're gonna get into today's topic. We're gonna get into season takeaways. So, <sighs> what a good NFL season!
1: I know it was just amazing. Yeah, everything I mean, about it was amazing. Besides the Colts, the Colts. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I still had probably the most fun that I've ever had. Oh yeah as a Colts fan this yeah. year Ugh. in the season. I mean, that that until New England game... I know oh, until the, the end, but that New epic. England game was oh, like yeah. one of the most... Exciting games for me as a Colts fan. Just like the the hatred for the Patriots <laughs> was reborn, and we were we oh, it was oh fun. my gosh we all watched we were it giving Lucas Oil a run for their money.
2: Oh yeah, we the were the entire loud. stadium. We, Just we broke the ceiling in Nathan's basement. We did. Yeah, it was awesome.
1: Broke the ceiling. I got punched in the face. Yeah, oops.
2: Yeah,
0: and uh, I tackled you too. <laughs> yeah, you did. I yeah. it was more
1: like I bounced off
0: you, but <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been great. obviously. We had our Super Bowl predictions last week, and Simon was correct, not for the right reasons necessarily, but he was right so i mean we'll, i, we'll I would argue argue was for the right reasons nah, whatever I
2: mean the bengals o line Joe Burrow got sacked seven or eight times I, it was the point I was making is that they they need help as a whole team yeah, Their yeah defense I, looked great i though. think
1: um the the two biggest takeaways from that are the Aaron Donald is the go at his position, and um yeah he looks
0: the, oh, oh.
1: the the Cincinnati Bengals are the woat at the offensive line that's the worst of all time at the offensive line <laughs> they are so
0: bad. to be in the super bowl actually right yeah
1: it's miraculous and the fact that burrow has gotten hit more than andrew luck did early in his career is saying something um he's he will be fortunate if he lasts as long as andrew luck does if they don't draft uh offensive linemen well they don't have every ryan round.
0: grigson as their gm so i'm assuming they're going to go out yeah
1: they get... if they're smart they will um but yeah, those are takeaways from the Super Bowl.
0: Um, yeah, and then obviously, um, yeah, just a fun Dynasty season. Still another season, I think, where um, you kind of had to be on your heels a little bit because of COVID. Oh COVID boy. obviously threw a wrench through Dynasty seasons yeah. because it really did get bad December January which right is before, during, the during that, the playoffs, before the Super Bowl, during the playoffs during the dynasty playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. For almost every league. It was, it was league. bad until the so, NFL uh, changed all their policies. So it was a, le- it was a year in which if you had a deep team and you had players going out of COVID, then you were surviving. If you got lucky and didn't have any players on the COVID list, then how low, then you're low going chances. To yeah. yeah. And it, honestly, in this particular year, depth was even more important than it usually is so uh obviously COVID threw into things who knows if that will happen next year you just can't plan for stuff like that we're
2: hoping that it doesn't it COVID
0: can just go away we'd love for that to happen yeah good old good old uncle COVID needs to just take a hike
1: yeah now I do have a question for you guys just concerning overall quarterback play this year I think we're all kind of on the same page when it comes to this but do you guys think that overall, in Dynasty football, the value of quarterbacks or the way people perceive the value of quarterbacks kind of dropped a little bit because of the
2: inconsistent
1: overall inconsistent play? Because it was a very, very underwhelming quarterback season. I mean, you're not seeing guys throw for 50 touchdowns. You're not seeing guys consistently get close to the – ridiculous points they've been putting up in the last few years yep. and i mean even though the top guys like josh allen and mahomes and brady had those times it was incredibly inconsistent and in the records in the nfl showed especially in the afc but yeah what what do you guys think about that and how do you guys think that we as dynasty players as a whole should be sort of approaching this issue do you think this will carry on do you think it'll kind of Continue to fluctuate a bit. What what do you think is going on? Because we are we are approaching a new time in football where offense is different. It, it, it's a it's a passing game. It's transforming. Yeah. It's transforming big time. You see that with Herbert Allen and Steph Curry, Mahomes and uh, <laughs> NBA. Um, but yeah, I
0: just want to hear what you guys have to say about that. Well, I think I think you're right. Um, I think it's also a combination of. Uh, some of the other skill players having really successful seasons. So obviously you have Cooper Cup coming out and having one of the, maybe the best season of receivers ever had you have jonathan taylor kind of taking taking the stage as the as the rb1 um and and kind of just surpassing everyone's expectations and even getting some As good
1: as he is that was very unlikely it
0: wasn't it was a not only unlikely but he did get some he did get some consideration or at least some chatter for the mvp even though he didn't get a vote until the last two weeks so in part of that was because he was playing so well late in the season his stats were good but His stats at the beginning of the year weren't excellent, so he was just really hot at the end of the year. So I think I think the success that some people found at the wide receiver, such as Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, Cooper Cup, uh, guys like that, and then guys at the wide receiver or the the running back position, like Jonathan Taylor, um, who were having success. I think that kind of took a little bit of the spotlight off the quarterbacks in terms of how the dynasty community was valuing them. But obviously quarterbacks are still just as valuable today as they were any time, especially in a super flex league. And now and now you see people drafting like that too. And you know, honestly and we talked about you, Nathan, taking Jonathan Taylor over Justin Herbert in, in our uh, startup draft and,
1: right. and I think that's nine times w- out of ten I'm going Herbert over J Tay. But right. with the number of leagues I'm in, I just figured I'd try it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But even then like I I would say, I would argue that two or three years ago, like the top five or six would have been quarterbacks. And, yeah, and, right. And most and most yeah. experts are still ranking the, the six top players as quarterbacks, yeah. and that's why Dak but Prescott just, is so high. Like even though we all look at Dak and we're like, what's there? What NFL, are, what are we yeah. what are we missing? And an NFL prospect. He's, guaranteed well, he, he's a top sub,
1: ten. Yeah, never top five.
0: Yeah. I he
2: don't could, know if he ever reached. He, top could, five, he could have maybe. top
0: five ceiling, but the important thing is he's he you know he's going to start in Dallas for a long time. Yeah, right. And um, I don't know.
2: You saying that it, it kind of did feel like that cuz there were weeks where you know Mahomes would go out and put up four touchdowns and and a bunch of points and all this and then the next week he's throwing i don't know 190 yards and one touchdown and you're extremely underwhelmed but the QB one the last two years in fantasy football was Josh Allen last year he had 406 points and this year he had 417
1: yeah i know i i knew he had a little bit more but i'm saying overall like for quarterbacks all starting quarterbacks in the nfl together it was a very underwhelming season
2: it it felt like it i I know what you mean yeah yeah i mean i I remember there were weeks where in my lineup i mean my quarterbacks were scoring 14 15 16 points oh and and this isn't a four-point passing touchdown league but it was it, it, it really did feel underwhelming you're right yeah
1: yeah and just one final question kind of just to wrap this part up but do you guys think that because of the layout of the afc and how incredibly competitive it is should you be shooting for nfc quarterbacks no to try and target
0: i, I not I don't not think more so. game not for by game reason. consistency
2: No,
1: no, No,
0: because Josh Allen's still producing at the the same level. Yeah, and Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no, no. it doesn't matter. All, all. I mean, I mean, four of the top five quarterbacks right now are coming from the NFC. Uh, Yeah, and
1: not like I'm saying you should draft an NFC quarterback over Josh Allen, like Matt Stafford over Josh Allen. That'd be ridiculous. I'm just saying, in general, are are is that kind of a variable that you would want to look at, where you're like, well. They're playing in the AFC and like a Derek Carr, would you take Derek Carr or would you take a Russell Wilson, a Kirk oh. Cousins, are, who's are you, putting up the same amount of numbers roughly
0: No, I don't I don't even think I don't think you should ever approach uh I would never uh, approach conferences as the reason for no, taking or not, taking the player. It it's it, it always comes down to uh yeah, a team I'm not a team level. I'm not either. No. I was
2: just yeah, curious you know, what I get it. to it's say. Just, right. Yeah. Poking around, prodding, getting some
0: questions, getting Proud-ish. the thoughts flowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're getting the thoughts flowing because we're going to move on. Uh, we've got some questions here about this season and next season that we're going to discuss today. There's going to be some interesting things in here. We're going to talk about some of the biggest things we learned uh, and then some things we can look forward to. And even, you know, again, this is all part of our offseason series, which is going to include content on who maybe you should be pursuing or not pursuing. Um, and, and these questions are going to feature some of that. So let's get into this. Um, I think the first thing we want to discuss here is um, who who was your guys' biggest fantasy disappointment this season? Nathan, you want to go? Yeah, sure.
1: I, I'm going to start with... I had a few options here. Um, I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. I think that's probably the most one of the more obvious ones where you just, I mean, you look at the guy, he's going into his fourth season, he's coming off of an injury and you're like, man, this guy is really going to come out and he's really going to deliver. He's going to show what he's made of. And then it was just, overall, it was just incredibly disappointing. Um, He obviously got injured there for a while. He was pretty banged up, but even when he had his chances, man, he was not putting up impressive numbers. On the season and the games he played, he was averaging... Uh, 11.4 points per game he had four total touchdowns only two of them were rushing touchdowns Um, he was number 12 in targets for running backs on the season with 57 he had his chance with that Um, yards per carry was just underwhelming um overall he had pretty mediocre season when it came to shares, really in like the top fifteen, and he just did not capitalize on that opportunity um when he was healthy.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, he obviously got injured, hurt his ankle, that was kind of gross. Um, but I also think that the Giants offensive scheme was just horrendous this year. If you watched any Giants games, uh, you are scratching your head at almost every play call they make. Oh, what was their Monday night game against the Chiefs?
1: That was when Jason Garrett lost his oh, job, right?
0: So
2: I think a lot bad. of that
1: was due to Jason Garrett. And then after that, they just had to scrap everything.
2: They almost won.
1: I'm, that hoping, I'm hoping it'll be better next year. And I don't think it really can get any worse next year.
0: No, I don't. I don't think it can, can. either. I think, but I'm also so. So I'm taking a little bit of. I'm taking a little bit of the blame off of Saquon for this season, um, because he got hurt, because he was in a bad uh, offensive scheme that could be better next year under Brian Dable, right? Obviously, and um, and I think because of how far his value has fallen, he and could, because you know, he's buy. only 24, you probably could go out and buy Saquon Barkley yeah. at this price it is still a gamble. It is still a gamble because it could be, it is possible that he's not going to return to the form um, that he was previously. But I do think he has a solid chance. I actually, I believe we're going to talk about this in a a little bit, but I believe in the giants offense a little bit more. Now Uh, I'm, I'm more tempted to go out and get giants players because, um, because they have a new coach and because they're going to have a new system. I think Saquon Barkley could benefit from that, but obviously being a Saquon Barkley owner, it was awful. I mean, I was starting him in my flex spots because it's like, do I even start him? Yeah. And, yeah, and it, was it, a got, to, it play. got to be really bad. And, and yeah, yeah, just very limited touchdowns, yeah. limited even, but just limited carries, splitting carries with Booker, like was just painful to see. And you saw it if you watched their games. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I think that's a solid choice that he really was quite underwhelming this season. So, all right, Simon, who you got?
2: Um, I mean this one might seem obvious, but I gotta go with Christian McCaffrey. Um, yup. he was he was being drafted oh. as the number one overall in fantasy and in dynasty startups this year and oh oh boy, he, he did not he did not give you what you were looking for. I mean, he played five or six games this year. I don't know off the top of my head. I actually didn't have CMC in any leagues. Thank God, but oh man, it was just such a disappointment. He has so much promise and so much potential, and he didn't he didn't really give you any of that. He had a few games of being himself, and then he's just gone, and you're not getting a return for what yeah, you had to give yeah. to get and,
1: him. And and that's the thing too is when you watch him, you're like, oh my gosh, no wonder he's valued so highly because he's just he's so a cheat code when he's on the field. But it's that's that's the big if is if he's on the field, and it seems huge in diff. the last couple years that every time he's put his toe on the field it like breaks uh, yeah or he strains his hammy or something and it's just it's incredible to see that I, he is really that good that his value drops every step he takes towards the blue tent on the sideline and it immediately spikes when he <laughs> walks away from the blue tent and yeah. goes towards the field for every it single happens step so many times because he's that he's that good yeah people have that much hope in him.
2: yep it, it's just scary and um it's disappointing, yeah. really. He has so much promise. I think he's still only 25. He's still going as a first-round startup a pick in Dynasty. a lot of miles on him. But,
0: as man. a 25-year-old,
1: yeah. he's probably the most, one of the most... Worn down guys, I've seen as a twenty five year old running back. Yeah. I don't, I don't There's think I'm history. going on
0: getting Christian McCaffrey. I still, I don't blame people for drafting him in the second round of startup leagues because his upside is so, 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 so high. His upside yeah. is, oh my, his upside is, you know, top fantasy player production. It's like
1: easy twenty points. But,
0: but it's gonna, his upside is gonna start dwindling a little bit because he's getting old now. So, uh, yeah, no, that's. I think that's for. I think that's two years in a row where you could make the argument that he was the most disappointing fantasy player. Yeah, really. We just
2: had so we were all so excited and ready for him to come back and dominate again, and he just didn't. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So um, my player that I have for the biggest fantasy disappointment is Calvin Ridley. Um, And this is a little bit of a different situation here, obviously, because um, Calvin Ridley, you know, when he was on the field – uh, which was for five games out of the season, uh, he had 52 targets, 31 receptions for 281 yards. So he's still averaging uh, 9.1 yards per reception, but that's compared to 12, 13, and 15 in previous years. So his catch his catch percentage is 59%. That's down from high mid-60s in previous years. Uh, so not only is he just not getting... As many targets Not making as many Big plays And then Obviously mid-season He steps away And um, He doesn't come back For the rest of the season So as somebody Who drafted Calvin Ridley what in the fourth or fifth round last year? Yeah, that was a big bummer. <laughs> it was just it, it, and and you know obviously with the mental health stuff, like we're not gonna speculate on what that may be or how serious that may be because you know it's it's we don't know anything about it. It's not a right. place to when do it do comes that.
1: to actual fantasy production. You were not getting what you expected no. from him and I mean, no. He wasn't
0: himself. No. So, we're going to, and there's not and there's not really a whole lot to it. He only had two touchdowns this year, two and through five games. So, not getting the same targets. It will be interesting to see if he comes back to Atlanta next year. But I won't talk a whole lot about Calvin Ridley because we're going to talk about him later. So, let's move on. So, the second question I have for you guys uh, is who was the biggest fantasy surprise of the season? So, let's look at it the other way. Who surprised you the most?
1: Well, I think everyone in Dynasty would say, Cordero Patterson oh, was just fantasy
2: in general man in, in fantasy a period for yeah. A while.
1: so there's not really much argument I have to make on this so I'm kind of gonna steer it a little bit to a different player um and mine is Devontae Smith and yes Devontae Smith went in the first round yes he was drafted what, what was he the third wide receiver drafted Uh, in the first round last year behind Waddle and Jamar Chase Chase. yes and uh, he won the Heisman Trophy in college at Alabama he was insane Uh, had a lot of talent really good hands Um, and
2: yeah the Slim Reaper
1: yeah it it was just all of that to say it's like man why are you picking him for biggest surprise it's because. Of the amount of public hate that he got um, coming into the season because of his size. He's 6 nothing and yeah. 170 pounds. Oh, yeah. The man is tiny. And he went out there and he proved pretty much everyone wrong. And this is with a garbage quarterback.
2: Yeah. He somehow so, put up 900 yards in Philadelphia. That is yeah,
1: amazing. That is yeah. incredible. Yards,
0: yeah. Oh, my gosh. For Imagine if he was with... Even a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. Put him on, I Holy don't know,
1: Smokes. Yeah. I mean, swap him. Swap swap him in, in, with Waddle and put him in Waddle's position and then put Waddle on Philly. And it's uh, who a whole different looking I mean, thing. And Waddle's in Waddle's, a Waddle similar has a situation. Yeah. With two. Two is better than Hurts. Waddle
2: so. is an incredible athlete. He didn't have the same production in college, but his athletic his profile Debo-esque. is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why he gets those comparisons. But I mean, if you put DeVonta Smith with uh, uh, I don't know, Joe Burrow, if you put him on that offense is someone who can throw to him when he's open unlike Jalen Hurts. Um man, sorry. Sorry for all the Jalen Hurts shade, but I hope I Jalen mean, doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, right? Oh. No, but Devonta I I like it. He's oh yeah, he, I I'm getting excited about it just talking about yeah, it. He,
1: yeah, he he could be a sneaky sneaky buy in the offseason he could just be a sneaky player in general um for whoever has him just be ready for him to do some good stuff yeah the kid is always open yeah Yeah. especially when jalen hurts leaves i like
0: that i like that pick Uh, i I I agree with you
2: Avery, you want to go next
0: yeah um my biggest fantasy surprise for this season was none other than deontay johnson on the steelers Ooh. now deontay johnson did have a, a solid year last year he did have 923 yards uh, and he had 10 yards per reception, seven touchdowns last year. Uh, obviously, he, this was his third year in the league, and he's only 25 years old. But watching the Steelers and watching Ben throw the ball and not move his legs ever, and not being able to move or shift or make adjustments ever, and Deontay Johnson still having 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns, on a that is on a Steelers squad that had a fair amount of, of weapons like compared to other teams. Yeah. If you got Juju, which obviously Juju was out for part of the year, but even Chase Claypool, Claypool and Washington and Friar Moon and Najee. Honestly, they've got one of the better skill position groups in the AFC. And for Deontay Johnson to come out and, and solidify that solid season with an even better season with a quarterback that was not even able to scramble out of the pocket at all... Except for that one running he had, and everybody went crazy. I, I I was very impressed by that, and and not only that, but I still think I still think people aren't valuing him where he should be, and and some people like you, Simon, say that you don't think he's going to get as many targets next year. Yeah, no, can I can I
2: just explain what I think? I mean, I, I was looking at his game log, and he gets 10, 11 targets quite often, and. I mean, he's talented. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to argue that. And maybe I'm just falling into the group of everyone else who's undervaluing him. Who knows? I could be. But I just can't help but wonder if he was getting all those targets because Ben couldn't push the ball downfield. And so Deontay Johnson running these short routes across the middle or, or you know, catching a screen pass and, and producing because of those and getting those targets and really as a PPR cheat code let's be honest, is he going to do the same thing next year or is he going to get a better quarterback who's able to push the ball downfield to chase Claypool more or who can just utilize all the receivers and, and go to their skills and their strengths more? I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm I'm actually kind of with you on that. Um, and you actually kind of mentioned him as, well, something that we're going to discuss later in this episode. But if you look at um, playerprofiler.com, Almost every stat line in the opportunity uh, range, he's top ten, and then there's one outlier, and I think it's the biggest, most important stat to look at for him um, in his situation with Big Ben is his average target distance was 8.2 yards. That What's was that good for 84th in the NFL.
0: Wow, 84th. Yeah, but I would I, I can even make that he, argument for firemouth too. And and you're not selling Firemu for, for that reason, right? Because he's a tight end. Well, you and that's make, okay. Then you can make it for Claypool, and you can make it for and Juju, and Juju was more was better when Ben was better. I uh, I don't really get where you're going with that. So if they get, so you're saying if they get a better quarterback in in Pittsburgh, which, yes. which is not hard to do. Yeah, but oh, say, no, but I say, what you're but saying. I say saying Pittsburgh brings in Do You think Deontay Johnson's value or his production is going to go be worse? You I, think don't, he's be I don't. I don't think receiver? he'll be.
2: Getting the same amount of targets because Ben right, just, its, it's more ben the opportunity and
1: not him being bad. Well, it's more the opportunity. Yeah, because you know Claypool is going to spike.
0: You know Juju is going to spike if Rogers goes to Pittsburgh. And, and so Deontay
1: only means that Deontay is going to go down because ah, it'll, I think it'll even out.
0: Okay, so if Deshaun Watson goes to Miami, are you selling Jalen Waddle? Because it's the same thing. It's the it's the exact same thing. Jalen Waddle is catching. Ten yards, eight yard ends, and he made a couple big plays. Jalen yeah. Waddle did, but so did Deontay Johnson. I mean, they're both playing. Tuak is obviously not throwing the ball down the field a whole lot, um, and and Jalen Waddle's wow. value is going in the opposite direction. Deontay Johnson is two years older than Jalen Waddle and putting up fairly competitive numbers. He was the wide receiver, wide receiver nine. He was the wide receiver nine in PPR yeah. leagues. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. So I don't understand. I don't think he's being valued as the wide receiver nine. So for for reasons that may be similar to yours or or different people are not valuing him as a top 10 dynasty receiver i think he could be valued that high he he, i don't know what else he would have to do I, i don't think the argument that them getting a better quarterback will make him less productive i'm not buying that i think if they get somebody better in there which now if it's mason rudolph maybe it might be mason rudolph but if it's anybody better i have no reason to think that deontay johnson's gonna decrease in production He did that with a bad. You don't. I. I, I'm. No, he did. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lean more on the side of you don't discount good receivers or good good receiving seasons because their quarterback was bad. In fact, they should get more credit for that, right? If if a receiver's coming out and doing that with a bad quarterback, like why wouldn't that say more about them as a receiver? Because we use that argument to prop up receivers' values, like Waddle. Well, I think Waddle's the best example there. But even Devonta Smith, we just said Devonta Smith, he did all this. Oh, and Jalen Hurts was quarterback. That's impressive. But we say that about Deontay Johnson. And it's like, well, actually, yes. because
1: the quality of targets that he was getting was way different. Like Devonta Smith, a lot of the targets he was getting were actually deep ball targets. Deontay Johnson is like the opposite.
0: So you don't think Deontay Johnson has the deep playability?
1: I don't. Not, I don't not know like Chase Claypool. Him. No. Chase Claypool is your go-to. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's a he's a massive man.
0: You're looking for him in the D C Yeah, I think I think Deontay Johnson is criminally undervalued. I think for you to say that he is he's ranked
1: uh, 15th in according to
0: Keep where's, trade Cl- where's Claypool ranked to just because you said Probably that. he's he's ranked lower. I'd guess 28. No, he should be ranked lower.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not t- I I don't I'm disagree. I'm just saying I think they're going to almost even out next year. Uh, Chase Claypool is man i can't find him anyways he's he's lo- he's lower uh his he's, name real quick he is yeah he's ranked 79th overall and he is one two three wide receiver 4, five what? six seven eight well you don't need 10, to count 11 it says. uh he's ranked at 26 okay wide so 26. i i have him as
2: my wide receiver 28 so yeah uh, that that's that's right along where okay. i would have him
1: uh question would you take stefan diggs or deontay johnson
2: Deontay Johnson, Johnson,
1: Elijah Moore, or Deontay Johnson, Deontay Johnson. Johnson, Deontay Smith or Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman,
2: Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Johnson. I'm glad Avery and I agree on this, and I, I'm I, I don't know.
1: These are these are the guys that are being valued around. them. DJ Moore, Chris Godwin. I'm taking DJ Moore. Adams.
0: I'm Amin taking Ra. Johnson. I'm taking Deontay Johnson. That's what I'm saying. I I think most a lot of people would be like. Oh, I'm taking Michael Pittman over Deontay Johnson. I'm honestly, I'm not. I Uh, love love Pittman. That's not close in my mind. No, but that's 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 what I'm saying. I mean, no, you're right. He's being valued. If Rogers
1: goes to the Colts, are you changing your opinion on that?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I like. I think
1: think your opinion should change on any wide receiver that Rogers is going to.
0: Yeah. So if he goes, yeah, but except if he goes to the Steelers, then you think Johnson's going to be worse. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I think Claypool. So will let's better. say I, I get what you're saying, but yeah. but I think I think Rodgers like should get more credit loaded. for bad quarterbacks, and especially if he's loaded, like I've, or if their team is loaded. If if that's the case, then
1: <clears throat> what what do you, what do you think about Najee Harris? I,
0: I've made it pretty clear that I think Najee Harris is slightly overrated right now or overvalued because of man
1: what he was getting because Ben was bad.
0: Yeah, because of those targets.
1: Because of those, those targets, downs. those check down short yeah, we just targets that he about was this. getting. We were talking about this off air
0: before we started. Probably, but, so, but, but this is a completely different position, so it's Apples yeah, and Oranges. It is. Because running, running, running backs get carries, receivers okay, get targets. It, then so. that
1: would be my counter argument to yours because you were then comparing Pat Fryermuth to Deontay Johnson, which is a completely different position.
0: Okay, but tight then, ends I, but then I also. Said, ends, but then I said Claypool and Juju, and they play the same Okay, they both play wide receiver. Let's. Right.
1: Yeah, but they they play different positions. They they play different.
0: No, they're they're all degrees. they're receivers. So for, yeah, f- but for you either play slot or you play the okay, outside. And for fantasy purposes, we don't care about that. But for fantasy purposes, we care about. I do if they're getting the targets, targets and
2: how many targets they're getting, how many catches because you're getting a point for those receptions, right? So that's what I was right. going to say. So if, look, you're, if you're let's playing look at a, do we think his targets are going to drop down if he has a quarterback who is more capable of pushing the ball downfield to other receivers? And that's what in, I'm saying. Different parts of the field. I don't field think rather he was than, getting
0: targets because he was good at running short rounds. Okay. I don't think. I mean, uh, I, every time.
2: I I think a Steelers fan Or someone who watches his film Or or something like that would be more qualified to say But the two or three Steelers Games I watched he was kind of just running Across them I watched the Steelers against the Titans Or I watched them on Monday night football Against the Bears and he was kind of running Those short routes and catching the ball and he would do A lot with it afterwards but is he Really capable In in an actual offense where where A a quarterback is Pushing the ball downfield or Are they going to keep using him in that I mean, what would be the term? The um, Swiss Army knife role. I mean, that's not really what he is, but he's just kind of the quick slashing attack receiver. Yeah.
1: I'm definitely excited to see how he adapts because I think regardless whether you think he's going to do better next year or do worse or do the same, he's talented, and will he be able to adjust to the very, very different quarterback play that they're going to get? Um, will he be able to really push I push the fair. field when it comes to the... Uh, Passing attempts that he's getting, and, and and stuff like that. So
0: that's a fair question. I I, I agree with you on that. I think but, next but year will discount, be very But discounting what he did sure. this year because discounting that because of Ben is where. So what's your official take on Deontay Johnson? So we have it on the record. That's all I ask. Um,
1: my official take is that I would not have him as the biggest fantasy surprise. I would have him as unlikely to repeat their success. Hey, you stole my line. I did steal your line. I'm so sorry. I credit that to Simon because they, that's where, we'll get there later. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. That does not mean that they're going to, that does not mean that he's going to be bad. I don't think he's bad. I don't care if he's bad or not. Especially if you see, I think he deserves at least, I think he deserves most improved. From, 20, uh, from 2020 to 2021, when you look at his drops, he, he had the, like, the most drops in the NFL in 2020, and he did a really good job in 2021 Yeah, coming I back mean, from that. Again, like, like we were saying, not discounting what he's done, just think his opportunity could be lesser next year.
0: Yeah, I, but, so. I, but I, my, my, like I said, my only issue with that argument is if you make that argument about him, you could make it about a ton of receivers. Yeah. You can make it about yes. almost all the 49ers receivers too. We we just said that about Depot, yeah, yeah, but we're not really worried about his quarterback play chain. We're talking
2: about
1: Deontay Johnson. (laughs) Yeah, no,
2: (laughs) I I agree. I think Deontay Johnson was pleasantly surprising. I I have him as my wide receiver twelve or so in Dynasty, and I I like him. I didn't think he would be able to put together back to back solid seasons like that, and I also didn't think he would stay. I was not buying him last off season, season. season. and I should have. Yeah, um, but you know, let's let's move on, and this will be my biggest fantasy surprise this season. And uh, I went with James Connor because um, hey,
1: good good pick, good pick.
2: Man, I, I actually I bought James Connor from Nathan over the off season. Yeah, why did you sell him? Just in, in in some sort of package, and
0: you what remember you bought him from me?
2: Yeah, yeah, you
0: sold him. You said he sucked and in Bromies,
2: <laughs> in one of our leagues. It was the one with um with all the guys from yeah.
1: No, I I sold him to uh, Detroit Lions. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, not you. Well,
0: Anyways, I got I got him in he got yeah, A. He I got He got him in A. a League. Hey, I got it. like honey. I that's got Hunter a, Henry out of him. That's creative hey, yeah, fantasy. People name. don't care Detroit about Lions. where we got our
2: players. Yeah, how know. did but they come up with that? Oh boy. He's a
1: Detroit Lions fan. Die hard. Poor guy. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Much. He. Uh, he. Hard. Hey, I'll give it to him. He's dedicated.
2: Yeah. Um. But no, I had James Conner. I just got him as a part of a package. And at the beginning of the season, when he started scoring these touchdowns, it was you know he he was actually. Fantasy relevant for a few weeks there, and I was looking to sell him. I was like, I gotta sell high. These touchdowns are, are not
1: Zeke Yeah, he's situation. not gonna
2: maintain this touchdown efficiency. And so I went and sold him.
1: You sold him that? That's right. And that and, week and the sold very
2: him, yeah. next week was the week he had three or yeah, four like touchdowns. forty points. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was playing yeah. the team that I sold him to, and I lost because of James Conner. And uh, and and I was like, uh, he better be done. He better not keep scoring these touchdowns. You know, you keep going, and um, nope, he did, and he kept doing it all year, and he ended up being the fantasy running back five, or something like that. And yeah. uh, it, oh, I shouldn't have sold him. Yeah, and it was surprising, I'll be honest, because I did not think James Conner was a good running back after his last year in Pittsburgh. And oh, well, yeah. Now, with that being said, I
1: still stand by. I don't think James Conner. Is a very good running back. I think it's a classic Zeke Elliott situation, but James Conner performed quite a bit better than Zeke did. Um, however, I I would still argue that I would be selling James Conner right now.
0: Oh yeah, Ooh, and James Conner and, and just and he, he's
1: a he's a UFA this year too, isn't he?
0: Yes. Free so somebody like Chase, I think t- Chase Edmonds technically is too. Yeah, they so, both. So, somebody are. like Chase Edmonds, so could come back and or know Benjamin. know, Benjamin, I guess, could also step in there and could be a dark horse to get some carries there. But but just like with Deontay Johnson and you guys, like I have James Conner's. Um, my most unlikely to repeat their success. So. Oh yeah.
2: No, I agree. I don't I don't think he's gonna be Th- doing thus this proving same the point thing that next you can't be
0: surprising and also not repeat your success. Right. But yeah. um yeah I, I agree. It's it funny
1: how you kinda of flipped there with Deontay Johnson and now it's James Conner where you have him most unlikely to repeat. Simon had Deontay is most unlikely to repeat. So
2: <laughs> Yeah. We'll get there. We're jumping yeah. all around uh,
1: yeah Chase Edmonds and James Conner are both unrestricted free agents this season. I would say it's highly unlikely that they re-sign both of them and I'm betting they're probably going with James Connor because I still think he's going to be a cheaper more bang for your butt kind of option for the Cardinals um, yeah who knows and all that being said
2: I don't know I'm not an
0: NFL GM he, I'm not making those decisions yeah
1: he's not going to score 14 15 touchdowns again
0: yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> think so either no he's no not way. even getting those red zone touches again no so no Why? I think I who are think they like, going to replace it with can draft the Cardinals. Well, it depends on who who they have at running back. Yeah, they can draft because them. all their guys are free agency. I mean, you don't know. I'm You're ass- right. I'm assuming. Jim, I'm Melvin assuming Jordan. James Connor because he had so much success, probably going to another team. That's what just. I think that's what I'm thinking as of now. I could Melvin be
1: could be a good match. For yeah, them, they actually, could, they could yeah. do
0: Chase Edmonds and Melvin. Yeah, Gordon. do a little duo sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't think he's going back to the Cardinals, and then you know wherever he goes like i don't i don't see him stepping into a situation where he's the lead back you think
1: they'll you think they'll stick with edmonds over james Conner? i think i would but i mean i personally would i i'm one of the guys that crushes hard on chase edmonds and he was so disappointing for me this season but still
0: oh disappointing he got
1: hurt i don't know
0: maybe yeah, they. I know maybe they either. i don't know what their draft picks are like but maybe they could draft a running back
1: well yeah that's what i just said oh, yeah yeah
2: you stole that from uh, me. I, I, said on, I, no, I said it first.
0: Th- no, you did not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to flip it think, around <laughs> to
2: when I edit it. <laughs> oh my I gosh, think Arizona would. will stay with committee, and James Conner or
0: Chase Edmonds, whichever one leaves, will also be going to a committee which committee backs are typically pretty scary for fantasy, but for some reason this year, like yeah. if you had James Conner, you you hit big. Because he so. wasn't a committee half the year. Yeah. Right. The only committee exception that committee we thought we hurt. had
1: was Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and then we saw what happened there. And, I mean, part of that was due to injury, but you would think that that would help them both out when one or the other was injured. It did not at all. Dearness Johnson started taking a lot of the carries. Oh, and he man. He put up some dang oh, good games. He looked good. And he's going go to go to a place that's really – solid I think he'll go to a team and he could put up some decent numbers nothing nothing out of the ordinary nothing crazy but I mean a decent asset that you would like to have on your team yeah Uh, can make
0: any NFL team better deep into
1: the season yeah yeah
0: yeah Yeah. all right let's move on to our next question uh so we hinted at this earlier but we're gonna talk about this is gonna be fun yeah what QB one tight end one wide receiver one running back one so we're going to do one for each position we'll each have four players the top 12 of those not the one overall right right it is most unlikely to to repeat their success um so i'll go first on this one um i think the quarterback that i have that is least likely to repeat their success not necessarily because i think he's um inconsistent or because he didn't belong here because he absolutely did but i just think at some point this guy's going to take he's just going he's going to start sliding and i'm just i my guess is it's going to be next year cuz i couldn't really i couldn't find a one that i really really like so i'm going to go with kirk cousins i think i think eventually it's not a bad goal. i think eventually kirk cousins is going to start sliding down cuz he's always just been like a a good underrated solid second option for for fantasy and on and this year obviously he was a first option but I think most of us think of him as a second option not a primary quarterback even though he was a QB1 I think most of us aren't drafting Kirk no, Cousins as no, our QB1. Absolutely not unless your name is Nathan Schmidt. Unless you're Nathan who's drafting Carson Wentz or Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins in every single league. Yep. Get get roasted.
1: Because I'm getting a remember, lot yeah, of whatever. wide receiver ones.
2: Yeah whatever and I have Justin Herbert and Josh Anyways. Allen.
0: Yep. So Oh, wow. I've, you, I've you.
1: okay. In my defense, I have, except for one time, except for one time, which is when I took Jonathan Taylor for fun, is every other league I've been in a position where I'm on the back half of the first round, and it is not worth it to me to draft. To take a QB. Uh, a yeah. QB that is the fifth, sixth, seventh best QB. I'd rather just take the 12th best QB. Unless it's and get Joe
0: Burrow. The best wide receiver or I mean, the best running back. Simon got Joe Burrow at the 11th. That's one league. In, right, that was one The league. other he's, startup he's I did not, yeah. this
2: week. I think he went to right. seven. Yeah.
1: I, I mean I got this past season I got Justin Jefferson at like the one eleven and it was ridiculous. Yeah. So Hi. I I'm taking that over the next best QB. It's what we talked about last week was why why rush yourself into getting? Oh my gosh, I have to get a QB because all of them are going. Yeah, ah, just take the
0: the best the one best at a different position. A
1: different position because then you're going to be better than everyone else at that position, rather than being the fifth, sixth, seventh best at yep. the position that everyone else already took from.
2: Yeah, if you're always the last to the to the spot, you're not going to yeah. get the best of anything. Right. So
1: positionally, I mean, if I was given the one hundred one, one hundred two, one hundred three, I'm taking Josh cool. Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Rabbit trailing. So Kirk Cousins. Oh, you're sure. right. My bad. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Let's get back to Kirk yeah. Cousins. Oh, like I said, I personally like Kirk nothing Cousins. Nothing against Kirk Cousins at nothing all. Nothing against him though. Nope. Yeah, I I see where you're coming from and I agree with that. He's, he's, just, he's been consistently his numbers have been uh, They've been solid, solid for, a long for years time. and years. Yeah. They're they're never better than not a bad quarterback. 8 9 10. They're they're never worse they've also 12. got a new coach if he,
0: if he stays in minnesota like yeah. who knows what that would look like there's think. there's some risk there i think he slides back I've down to qb2 yeah so.
1: But I don't think I don't think he's going to drop drop to like QB twenty two. No, 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 no. I think he'll be top sixteen still.
0: Yeah, I can see him in this. He will fall
1: range. out of the top twelve, which is a QB one. I yeah. think there
0: are also a lot of people underneath of him that that are just more likely to jump him. I th- so that's part definitely of yes. not that's Ryan where Tannehill. I would be landing. Yeah, I think this will actually be a more pass centric. Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones. Yeah, yes, I, I could see all. I could see them being more productive than Kirk Cousins. Yep, I could too, because Kirk Cousins doesn't have a bunch of rushing upside. Exactly, so and they all do. Yeah, yeah. So, um. So, so uh, do how do we want to do this? We want to do all, 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 all yeah. positions, or, or should I do all four of mine, or should we do all well, quarterbacks? Let's, uh, let's
2: quarterbacks. do all quarterbacks. All right. yeah. yeah. Who's your quarterback? So my quarterback also doesn't have any rushing upside, or
0: really any upside, because <laughs> oh, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, what a what nice. a bum. <laughs> she, This is an in-depth worst. fantasy football yeah. podcast. You come I'd, here for the best information and advice. So and if you, you hear have about Tom, Tom Brady, Brady? Brady? Wow. Don't. Don't start him. And he is also unlikely to repeat his success. Yeah, I think,
2: yep, I think he's unlikely to be a QB1 next season (laughs) for the reasons of. He retired? Uh, yeah. I hope he stays retired. Oh,
0: this, th- this obviously is more of a parody pick, but it it is kind of fun. Remember, you cannot get this kind of analysis anywhere else. Nobody else would tell you this. No. No, but everybody would be scared to let you know their secrets. We're telling you now. That's a great point. If Tom Brady doesn't play <laughs> next season, he will not be as productive as he was this season. Uh, that is
1: so well said i don't I, know
0: i can't get on you, board with you that. <laughs> you would argue with that
1: you would <laughs> i mean statistically he would do better on his yacht in florida than um zach wilson oh.
0: so ow. oh that's <laughs> that's <laughs> he would, Not too he would far do better off. than baker mayfield that's true
1: valid Dang.
0: ow sorry baker
2: he actually stalls both of his shoulders man if you're listening to this just know we're the best. We're the
0: smartest. We're the most funnest. Yeah. yeah. And, um, shout out to yeah. ba- and also shout out to Baker Mayfield for listening to our show. Yes, thank you, Baker. All thank the Baker. I, I th- thanks for tweeting at us. From what I know, all how all of the are. NFL quarterbacks actually really pay attention to fantasy football,
1: and they love our show that, specifically. And that's, like, and that's why fantasy they fantasy domain, y'all. Yeah. Are
0: that's awesome. actually, and that's I heard. I've heard from some NFL quarterbacks that's why they play in the NFL is because they for love us. the fantasy. Yeah. Aspect Especially Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He
2: loves how much we love him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jalen so Hurts is, a,
0: is the best. Yeah. Basically,
2: okay. S- we are the reason. That and that it. was a really good segue Football into Jalen Hurts, Nathan. Oh, that is yeah. a great way into Jalen Hurts. Sarcasm switch off.
1: Yes. Um, my QB1 that's unlikely to pr- repeat their success is Jalen Hurts. I talked about Jalen Hurts back in episode two um, when we were talking about cells. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back to it. There was a lot of great content in there, a lot of arguing, and a lot of. Uh, disagreements a lot of my part. agreements a lot of um but that's <laughs> every episode. Simon would call himself intelligent I would call it something else um but Jalen Hurts was uh, I I don't I don't know what more to say other than what I said in, in episode two is he's just there's no way around it guys he is not a good quarterback and he's not staying in Philly for long
2: yep he's in danger of being benched therefore he might not be a qb1 he
1: ran because that's what he could do he had 16 touchdowns nine interceptions there is very little impressive about that Um, and they had a committee running game which included him I, I just see Sirianni if he wants to be successful in Philly he's going to have to move on and last year or in the 2021 season, their best chance at being successful was Jalen Hurts because there was no other option out there and they made do, and they made the playoffs with him because Sirianni is solid.
0: Oh yeah. That, um, that was all coaching.
1: It was absolutely all coaching, but uh, here at some point they're going to need to move on. Um, I believe they will. And they will. Yep.
0: And Hurts uh,
1: next season is not going to
0: repeat what he did. Now I will say that while this show is not the biggest Jalen Hurts fan club kudos to him for doing well well not only that but i wouldn't be terribly surprised to see him come out next year and remain a qb1 because i'm thinking maybe they just ride with him for one more year and then they and then they get rid of him after next year do you do you at that point though
1: defenses will figure him out because we've seen that issue maybe i mean the (laughs) comparison is okay obviously the comparison is different or, or it's a very different players but lamar jackson he has not done well in the playoffs and since his mvp season defenses have started to figure him out and he's still he's still a super effective runner and at some point defenses just can't defend that but they can come up with schemes that make it incredibly difficult for that to happen i have a feeling that's what's going to happen to hurts next season he's not going to have as insane of of a um, rushing success and a lot of that came from rushing touchdowns which results in a lot of fantasy points maybe he could have the same amount of rushing yards but i see miles sanders and gainwell taking a lot more of those red zone touches for the touchdowns um, or going for the short checkdowns to goddard
0: yeah etc so no I, i agree with you i think um i think that i think that's a good chance that he gets benched this season I am saying I wouldn't be surprised if I, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if next at the next season, I'm like, okay, he wasn't he was a QB one still. Yeah, technically. you could throw
2: in Boston Scott and he'd be the right. quarterback just as good as Jalen Hurts. And <laughs> oh, I'm I'm kidding, that is a I'm little
1: kidding. extreme. Okay. Um, let's let's move on to our uh tight end ones and what tight end ones are most unlikely to repeat their season success? Oh, yeah,
2: I got a good one here. Um, we're going Simon here. All yeah, right. go for all it. Right, all so right. I've actually, I mean, I'm gonna say Hunter Henry, and and I've I've genuinely been and been impressed by Henry because in, in some of his games, him and Mac Jones seem to have some really good chemistry, but the problem with that is, I mean, he, he I don't know, I don't know if you can do that again. He, Especially he with
1: New England's receiving core, they can only
2: they can only, Get improve. Better. They can yeah. only improve they can only improve he was really their best weapon court. and yeah. man i like to see him succeed but i'm not sure it's happening again yeah he
1: was the uh number 10 tight end in PPR the number 7 in standard uh he had 70 targets 50 receptions 603 yards and nine touchdowns so he was very touchdown heavy which by the way two of those touchdowns came in the, Colts, the Colts game Colts. Oh. of course um, but yeah, I, I don't think that's a bad prediction. Um, however, I could see him. I don't see him rising. I do see him staying
2: there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you look throughout his career, he's never had more than six hundred and fifty yards, and this is the most touchdowns he has had at at nine. So he had six hundred and three yards and nine touchdowns. Is he really gonna get more yardage to? To boost his fantasy production, along with a possible regression in touchdowns, I think part uh, of it also I'm not is. i so sure.
0: I think it's dependent on if Tennessee brings in any other weapons for their offense uh, this t- year. New you England, New England, yes. Sorry, yeah. yeah no, yes. it, no, it's valid. Yeah, yeah. yeah because if they don't, he,
2: he's gonna be the go-to for Mac Jones in the red zone. But. I don't know. Mac I, Jones I is very reminiscent
1: of Tom Brady, however, when it comes to like the New England style of play. Right. Is yeah. It's very dink, dunk, which in fantasy production language for a tight end, that's actually pretty great. And if he continues to do that, that's great. But Mac Jones is a brilliant guy, and I could see him doing a lot more than what he was doing this season. Oh, he's so however, capable. If however, they, if they stick with their certain New England style of play – it could remain the same. McDaniel's is gone though, and a lot of
0: that was from McDaniel's. Yeah, I don't know. I had Hunter Henry, and it was kind of nice. But when Hunter Henry yeah, is not catching nice. touchdowns, it's he's doing. Yeah, nothing. it's the
1: sort of Gisecki. He, issue.
0: Threw, he threw up some zeros for me. Like yeah. he had a couple zeros, yeah, or at least did one. That
1: for me at the end of the season, and it ended up really cost. cost cost me the playoffs yeah
0: so yeah Yeah, I agree with that I agree with Hunter Henry on the Tennessee he's Titans. not getting
1: a lot of targets <laughs> consistently yeah. either I mean he's going three four six five an occasional eight no more than eight he's averaging like Four
0: or five targets. A targets. Game. Yeah, I mean, so kind of reminiscent of Dawson those Knox. Are red zone targets. Yeah, it is kind of reminiscent of Dawson Knox, which is my guy. Imagine wow, we're getting good at man. this. Listen, not that I don't like Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox so is a lot smoking. of fun. He's a lot of fun to watch. He he really really is. And uh, just watching the Bills this year and some of the some of the ways that they incorporated into the offense uh, in the red zone was they were really creative and it made me really excited as a fantasy owner. And then you watch the other seventy percent of the drive. Right. And it's like, oh, <laughs> Dawson Knox is literally either he's either, on the field. either blocking off the field
2: or just running eight yards out and no, stopping. Well, no. like, no, let me correct myself. He's usually on the field,
0: but he's he's often blocking, which is – yeah. Or like I said, Josh Allen isn't looking – And that could change this year also because of different offense, Brian Dable. But at the same time, their red zone offense is going to change. So if Dawson Knox – if Josh Allen is targeting Dawson Knox – on the rest of the drive and now he's not getting red zone targets, you could see Dawson Knox take a huge hit in value and in production this year. A huge hit. So, I'm going to put him as my most as my most unlikely to repeat uh, their success at the tight end position, the tight end ones. Um, I think that I just have a feeling that they're going to come out with a new scheme he's not going to be targeted any more than he was last year and he's going to get less red zone targets he's going to have less touchdowns he did have a couple multiple touchdown games and that really elevated his his standing among tight ends among among fantasy tight ends so i'm going with dawson knox i like dawson knox he's fun to watch i think he's a Good young player, yeah. but he's definitely Skitches not. He's definitely impressive. not the tight end. He's definitely not the tight end no. type like You're right. Kittle, Kelsey, uh, even Goddard. In, yeah. in terms of volume, like sheer volume. Yeah. yeah, his target share yeah. is he's much lower. He's never gonna
1: rival like a Waller he's, who's he, getting 15 targets a game. Well, he's, he's,
0: here, let me read
2: this real quick. Yeah, Dawson Knox was averaging 4.7 targets a game last year. Darren
0: Waller was at 8.5. So yeah, oh, well, and his, not even, and his yeah, target share is now. lower than the likes of Cole Comet so really? already wow. already yeah, yeah.
1: and I, this is a big deal coming from me because I'm a guy that's pretty high on Dawson Knox but the more you talk about it the more I agree with you and I see what you're saying and it it was funny seeing Dawson Knox this year as incredible as a tight end that he is and how many great catches he had but you were so focused on Josh Allen in the receiving core throughout the game. And when they are driving, you're like, oh, who's it going to go to? Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, blah, 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 blah. Is Josh Allen going to run? Blah, blah. And then you're like, oh, wow. Dawson Knox exists. Dawson Knox just came out of nowhere and he just scored the touchdown. And I feel like that's how the other teams were sort of yeah. processing it too. They're like, oh crap, we forgot about this guy. Yeah, And he's not going to have that element of surprise. I think next year people are going to mark him. Uh, he's a He is a red zone threat. He proved that this year. And he's probably not going to put up another nine touchdown season. That's highly unlikely I mean, you never know. for a tight end. I mean, no, you, you never know. You're right. Yeah. But with the likes of the... The emergence of Gabe Davis, even though it was just one game. Oh yeah, the potential emergence of Gabe Davis. Oh yeah, the consistent emergence of Gabe Davis. um, Yeah, Cole Beasley if he comes back. Right. Josh Allen and his rushing upside. No, you're you're right. right. I agree. with But if
2: Josh Allen is throwing 40, 40 touchdowns a year. Is it reasonable that to a quarter of those to go say, to Dawson yeah.
1: Knox? No, it's not unreasonable. Yeah. I will not I be know. surprised if he repeats what he does. However, I'm not going to be disappointed if he does a little bit less because he's still yeah. he still on the season was tight end six yeah. in a standard league, tight end eight. If he drops to nine, 10. I'm fine with that.
2: That's still pretty solid production. Yeah, yeah he, he was he was tied in 10 in points per game.
0: He had, he had did So he had nine touchdowns. His, his touchdowns really, really, really are propping up Ooh, his numbers. Let's look at this real quick, though. Okay, I was, I was looking
2: at he's tied in 10 in points per game at 12.6 with nine touchdowns. Kyle Pitts, did he have two touchdowns or one?
0: He didn't have any. Oh, no, he any. did. He had one. It, he, it he was one? overseas. It was yeah, 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 it was a
2: London the game. London I remember game. Yeah. that, yeah. Um, Kyle Pitts had 12.4 fantasy points per game. And one touchdown
0: on the air. So if Kyle Pitts gets those nine so touchdowns like by Kyle Oh Pitts. man. <laughs> yeah. So obviously he and even Dawson Knox this year only had he actually did have a fair amount of targets compared to the last couple of years. That he had seventy one targets. But at the same time, uh only five hundred and eighty seven yards. So
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yep, same thing as Hunter Henry. You. Yeah. He better yeah. Catch, he had a better catch percentage than he did the prior two years. It really went up. He had sixty nine percent. Nice. Yeah. But um yeah, like I said, I think I think I'm going to pick Dawson Knox as my least likely. So, Nathan, it's your turn.
1: Cool. Okay, so my uh, tight end one that I think is not going to repeat what they did this season is Rob Gronkowski. Why? Rob Gronkowski is 32 years old. He's old. Tom Brady retired. We've never seen Gronkowski play without Brady. That is literally such a massive question mark for him. Um, he's an uh, he's a free agent going into this season. If he doesn't retire, and that's a big if, he says that he wants to go to Cincinnati. For your normal fan that likes to watch football on Sundays, sure, that'll be great, and that'll be really fun to watch. From a fantasy production perspective, that's a big loss for me when it comes to Gronkowski he's already valued very low because of his age and he's he's not going to do much fantasy wise at Cincinnati he could be a very valuable asset for them if he goes there as a big dude um, playing with Uzoma and stuff but I mean the target share with T Higgins with Tyler Boyd with Jamar Chase and then you've got Mixon in the backfield and Joe Burrow
0: it would be it's, a good move for the Bengals, it would be but not necessarily move a good for them on a one year
1: deal. Not yeah. a great fantasy yeah. move at all. Not, not for owners. At I'm least. not putting my faith in Rob Gronkowski as my tight end one weekend and week out. If you have Rob Gronkowski as your best tight end coming into this season, you better be working hard to get a better tight end that's going to be a legitimate tight end one candidate. So Gronkowski is not going to be that answer for you.
0: Yeah, I agree. Alright, now we're moving on We're going to do wide receivers now Simon, you're up Oh, I I want Nathan to go here Okay, Nathan, you're up Yeah, I I like what he's doing
1: Okay, cool So I've got uh, for my wide receiver one Unlikely to repeat their success I'm going with Hunter Renfro
0: That's not really a gutsy pick but
1: It's not a gutsy pick (laughs) at all That's why I think um, this is funny I think everyone is pretty on board with this idea, not just us three, but really yeah. the Dynasty community as a whole.
0: I would be surprised if he could duplicate
1: Yeah, success. kudos to Renfro for having a great season. He's basically a way better version of Cole Beasley. Um, Cole Beasley is a solid wide receiver Renfro I could see being in the league for a very long time he's a very valuable guy to have on your team when it comes to a flex option I'm not looking to start Renfro weekend and week out as a wide receiver one that I'm depending on it's not, sort of the same situation as Rob Gronkowski except he's not old I'm just not depending on him I'm going out and I'm looking for better wide receiver assets that are going to put up bigger numbers week in and week out
0: yeah absolutely and i think his adp is reflecting that too so yeah. i think and I think waller's
1: going to be back he's going to be healthy and i think he's going to have a renfro is
0: not going solid in the top season. 12 of oh no. even, not even close he he, uh,
1: he could be top 20 maybe yeah. oh i don't top I, I, he's, he's
0: going later than that so yeah. probably wide receiver I, well, 30 yeah, fantasy
1: so. production wise i could see him being top 24 he's
0: wide receiver he 32 on keep trade cut yeah so yeah. there you go like yeah. he's he's Production-wise, he was higher than that, but he's not yeah. being valued there. So, yeah, I think we all agree. All right, um, my wide receiver is going to be Keenan Allen. Um, I think there's a Interesting. good... Interesting. Yeah, I just I, and there's not much to this. I think there's, number one, he's getting old. Uh, him, yeah. and, him and Mike Williams both, but I think if they're going to choose to bring one back... Uh, is Keenan Allen a free agent? No, I don't think so. So he's still under contract. Yes. So he will be back. So I guess if Mike Williams doesn't come back, there's a good chance that he could... Maintain, I don't think Yeah, he's that going. was my
1: only counter. Is Mike Williams being gone is the big uh, counter argument
0: to that. But, but they also could bring somebody in yes. that that takes away Keenan Allen's target share. Uh, so, I've seen them bringing in Jamison Williams, yeah. So, <laughs> and that would be, yeah. So, ooh. so, so Keenan Allen with just with him, Keenan with Allen him
1: is more. under contract through 2024, he's not going
0: anywhere. Yeah, so, and the hint, yeah. so with him aging and them potentially bringing back Mike Williams or bringing in some more people uh that's just my gut pick like i said some that's not necessarily i don't have concrete evidence to um to back it up but it's just more of what i think gut wise so that's that's my pick any objections to that
2: no
1: not not many objections now uh do you do you think it's unlikely that he stays where he is I don't think he'll get better because Mike Williams... Assume Let's assume Mike Williams is gone. No. I, I, he won't I th- get better. Do you think he is capable of staying where he is? Because the last uh, five years, he's gone 3, 15, 11, 19, 15
0: in standard. Yeah, no. I, I think if Mike Williams leaves, he would maybe have a chance to stay there. But I think if Mike Williams stays, like I think you're going to see a, a, a slight decline. And even a slight decline would lead to him being a okay. wide receiver, too. Yeah, so. Mike
2: Williams having a full year as a healthy wide receiver... With Justin Herbert, I wouldn't see Keenan Allen doing this again. And all
1: that being said, I don't really know value-wise what you're going to be getting for Keenan Allen that would really be worth it so if I have Keenan Allen yeah, just on my team I'm holding on to him and I'm still looking to start him every week at the very least as a flex option um but yeah again as a wide receiver one option you're not depending on him
0: right so yeah that's just where I'm at and the same thing there he's not being drafted as a wide receiver one either mm, so. no he's not um,
2: all right Simon you're up all right this is a really gutsy pick here I think this will spark some debate and <laughs> um uh Deontay Johnson. No, that was sarcasm. I don't think we have really anything else <laughs> yeah, to talk about here. About so I, yeah. I I know Avery disagrees with this, and a lot of people might, but I think if there's a new quarterback that goes into Pittsburgh, there's going to be other weapons who are finally be, being given the opportunity to perform and produce, and Deontay Johnson will produce less. So I think it would be the least... I don't know. I think out of the wide receiver ones, the top 12 wide receivers in fantasy, Deontay Johnson is probably
0: the most unlikely to repeat. See, see if, if I wouldn't, I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, I'm not, I obviously, you know my thoughts. I'm not going to repeat yeah. that, but there are so many old guys up there in that, in that top 12 wide receivers right now that, and Deontay Johnson being 25, I just don't see it happening, but.
1: Okay. Yeah. Quick question yeah. on that with Deontay Johnson. Um, does your opinion on his production change if Kenny Pickett ends up going to Pittsburgh.
0: No, I
2: think he would be heavily utilized with a quarterback like that with a quarterback. That's so your developed. opinion,
1: your opinion on Deontay Johnson I would change p- that. He would produce more. If yeah. Kenny Pickett I think he would there. have the same yeah. production yeah. this
2: year as he did. This I agree. Year. Yeah.
1: I think that's his upside is that yep. he stays where he is. If Pickett goes as a young rookie quarterback, you're looking for a guy that's mm-hmm. he's, he's your number one option. And, those are the reads that he's a go-to because those are the easiest reads to make are the are the ones across the field the short reads across the field
2: yeah all right so are we ready to move on to running backs? yep running back all Uh, right let's uh, start with you nathan
1: all right my running back that i think is unlikely to repeat their success as an rb1 next season is aaron jones who by the way I successfully traded last week and flipped him essentially for Joe Mixon, Um, and this included a uh, thing with A.J. Brown. I think I I gave up A.J. Brown, Aaron Jones, and Mike Gusecki.
0: Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell him the trade since we talked about it on the show?
1: Cool. Yeah, we did. Anyways, what we talked about a couple weeks ago um, ended up going through yeah uh aj brown aaron jones and mike Kaseki is what avery got and i got michael Pittman, joe mixon and hunter henry um so yeah it ended up working out for both of us we were both pretty happy about it but aaron jones specifically just as my guy um that I think is not going to repeat his RB1 success. A lot of it is because of A.J. Dillon. Um, He really emerged as, and and he's even valued higher than Aaron Jones is now. Um, Maybe not technically, I haven't looked at it on Keep Trade Cut, but guys are drafting him like multiple rounds higher than Aaron Jones. And if you look at Aaron Jones, um, he is just... Yes, he was RB9, I think, on the season. Um, But if you look at him compared to RB20, which is like Daryl Williams, there's only a 30-point difference there. And if you take away – 30-point difference on the season. And if you take away his one game where he goes off and scores 40 points, then he's right down there at the 20 position. So it's not going to take much for him to slide Far. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I don't think he won't be an asset next year. Um, he, I just don't think he's going to be RB9. And AJ Dillon will surpass him most likely. The, the big, uh, the big upside to Aaron Jones is you're going to want to be looking for the receptions that he was getting a lot of this year. And you're going to want to be looking for the red zone touchdown options, that red zone touches that he's, um, getting but even those kind of took a dip towards the end of the season. Um I, I just don't see him doing what he did this yeah. year.
0: So a couple things here. Number one, you said you said Aaron Jones was going higher. And Jones was going a couple rounds lower than AJ Dillon. Sorry,
1: I, I yeah. meant AJ Dillon was going a few rounds higher. Oh yeah,
0: yeah yeah. And um I don't know. Part of this and this is this is not me making any kind of analytical um argument here. This is me just gut feeling. I have I just have a gut feeling that Aaron Jones is actually going to get a good amount of carries again next year and be semi productive one more time. Not because yeah. not because I still think Aaron Jones is the guy. I think AJ, Dill, AJ Dillon eventually is going to be that bad. There's
1: definitely one more fine year. But, but and, if um, but if
0: Aaron Rodgers yeah. stays, I could see them letting him I could see the Packers letting him keep taking the, the majority yes, of the carries.
1: Yes, if Rodgers stays, that's that's a good counterpoint. There is if Rodgers stays, that is a big 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 fantasy boost for aaron jones because Rodgers loves aaron jones yep so they're like besties so
0: I've been, i even i i even though nathan sold him i was not afraid to take on that risk as as an asset because right. of neither was the, i i was fine because holding of the, on to yeah him. because of the off chance and yeah. you even took him in a startup because he fell so late and it's like yeah he probably right. shouldn't be falling to this point right so um yeah i like i like that pick though i think there's a really good chance that aj dylan next year even takes that spot from him and just starts taking his production. So AJ Dillon's obviously uh promising fantasy running back. So Simon, you're up.
2: Yeah. So uh I'll just get right to the point. I don't like Ezekiel Elliott. So I And I, hey
0: man not a ton of fantasy players do at this point. Yeah. Uh he was somehow
2: RB six. <laughs> I think he was RB six last year. He didn't yeah, look he good while doing it. Granted he was injured.
0: Man, I, I don't see it happening again. Yeah. Uh phew. no way. Well yeah. And it's same thing as, as from an offensive standpoint and that people raved about the Cowboys offense this year. I don't I didn't love their I didn't love their offense. Watching them it was not it was not enjoyable no. to watch. But they they, passed they really the ball.
1: Pat- plateaued mid-season too, really around the New England
0: And then England him splitting carries game, with Pollard really like as decline. as an, an Elliot owner and yeah. somebody who sold him it just left a really bad taste in my mouth. So, yeah, it's yeah, another I'm with committee you on that.
2: issue. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if I'd be selling Zeke because I'm not I don't know what you can get for him at this point. Deshaun Watson but right that is oh, an we're not talking about that I did, Avery I, somehow I, traded Zeke for Deshaun Watson I did
0: yes and it was how you say awesome
2: yeah um but maybe if there's some people who don't pay enough attention to actual football and they see Ezekiel Elliott was the running back sixth and they still think he's the superstar that he was back in the day you can get something for him and then please do but man he, he might just be a hold but I, I don't know from here on out who knows if he will ever be an rb1 again yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll eat my words next year but
0: i, I agree. don't think it's likely
2: i agree and
1: my guy all three of us are eating our words if you're wrong because
0: <laughs> we've all said, we said it. Yeah. All yeah. Said all it. That. yeah yeah uh and i honestly that wouldn't we would eat our words, but it wouldn't like super blow me away. I wouldn't be shell no, shocked because he, he gets he no. gets volume even, yep. and they've got.
2: And
1: and I, wouldn't even, and I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even feel so. bad and be like, oh, I'm wrong because he's yeah. still
0: he's getting paid. They might as well use him. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, and my guy's James Conner. We already talked about James Conner. We don't have to touch on this a whole lot, but I just think him being a free agent, he goes somewhere else other than Arizona. Gut feeling, and I think he's not going to take on near the same red zone role that he did with Arizona. So, with that being said, since the red zone was the really the main reason that he was even. And that he was an RB1. I just don't think he has a very good shot to uh, repeat at that. And we're going to look at now who is most likely to rebound from a disappointing season. Yeah, Simon. Yeah, let's yeah hear I want to go. I, I just thought of this person because
2: <laughs> unlike Avery and Nathan, I didn't really write, make, put notes down. Well, you better not steal ours. No, I don't know. I'm not, well, well, maybe, well. I, maybe I am. No, I'm not stealing either of yours. Okay, Rashad Bateman. I like I because like of Marquise Brown. Well, because Marquise no, Brown is going to play video games. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> no, um, but Rashad Bateman had a silent, silently really good rookie season. I think he played. You know, he he missed a considerable amount of time because is, of his. But This
0: is disappointing season.
2: Yeah, he's most likely to rebound. Well, you said he just, you just said he had a good season. Yeah, I, I know. I'm say he was not what you're expecting from him, you know. He was a big right. okay. fantasy so He was a disappoint- fantasy wise, relatively speaking. Yes, he was, he was okay. a disappointing. Fantasy, he fantasy was yeah, he because a Because you were hoping receiver. to start him. Yeah. Um, but I think NFL wise he was silently really good. I, I watch a lot of Ravens games. He he looked good. He you know, he's good with the ball in his hands. He has sure hands. He catches everything. You know, Marquise Brown has been really good, but he's still not the typical alpha wide receiver in the NFL. And I'm not sure, even though he's done it and done it really well, I'm not sure. I could see Rashad Bateman really taking off and this is this is optimistically hopeful that this happens, but you know, I love to see Rashad Bateman have a go out have six or seven touchdowns and a thousand yards and be a wide receiver too in fantasy. Yeah.
1: So how do you reconcile having um Lamar Jackson as a buy Hmm? When you you had Lamar Jackson as a buy in our first episode. Yes. But you just said you don't think he's gonna maintain his production.
2: Who? Lamar Jackson. I didn't say that. Did I say that Avery?
1: Yeah you just said Lamar Jackson, Pass.
0: right? Oh did I I think I meant to say Marquise Brown. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I think
2: Mar- maybe uh, I Lamar.
0: but Marquise Brown is a pretty good consensus pick to actually do better next year. So. Uh, I don't
2: I don't think I said that, though. Who knows? We can listen back to that We'll hear
1: it back, and then I'll... I'm, I'm going to roll the tape. I'll
0: if you did say...
2: You know, Marquise Brown has been really good, but he's still not the typical alpha wide receiver in the NFL, and I'm not sure, even though he's done it and done it really well, I'm not sure he's going to maintain that role in the Ravens offense. So. Really? Okay, then, then do it because I'm actually curious. Yeah. But what I meant to say <laughs> <laughs> um, is I could see Rashad Bateman having considerably better
0: fantasy production next year, and I'd be really excited to see him do that. I think it's a good choice, yeah. and and my guy is gonna be you know my my biggest fantasy disappointment was Calvin Ridley he's also my most likely to rebound from a disappointing season. I think I, if you look at Calvin Ridley's fantasy numbers from even, you know, even just before 2021, his 2020 season was insane. He had dang near 1400 yards on 90 receptions and 9 touchdowns. I mean he was he really really was tearing it up which is why he ended up being drafted in startup leagues so high and that's why his ADP was so high coming into the year which is ultimately why he was a disappointment and because a lot of what caused him to be a disappointment was out of his control or not injury-related. I should say it's in his control, but um, because of that, I think his value has fallen to a point now where it's too low, and you probably should be going and buying Calvin Ridley because I think he's got... He's going to be very similar to the player he was in 2020 2021 is not going to break him as a player it's not going to it didn't really change him unless he you know obviously there's the off chance that he could mentally not be able to come back and that would obviously be like uh you know andrew luck calvin johnson type retirement situation that's possible assuming calvin ridley goes somewhere else to a better situation because contenders will want calvin ridley and he is playing the majority of the games next season, I have no reason to believe that Calvin really won't return to close to the form he NBA was a wide receiver one and yeah. be a wide receiver one
1: do you think he will leave the Falcons he's got a year left on his deal, dead cap of eleven million dollars, all of which is guaranteed
2: what
0: are they going to gain from keeping him? They could just trade him I don't
1: know i've heard they're going have heard. they're going have to eat that I
2: know
0: they want he, him here, yeah, I was going to say here's the latest is he he may need a fresh start, but they want to keep him. So, we'll see how they that plays do. out. But okay. I think even if they do keep him, like I could see him because honestly, I don't think Corderell comes back to the Falcons. So, mm-hmm. I think I think Calvin Ridley because Corderell has has increased his value so much from a from like salary perspective, I don't think the Falcons will be able to to afford bringing him back, not to mention I still th- think he will be cheap.
1: Yeah, I am much less excited about Calvin Ridley rebounding than if he goes to a different team. Um just I mean because Kyle Pitts is essentially a wide receiver one.
2: Right. He's so good.
1: So that's, yeah, that's my only counter. Not like he can't rebound, but I'm definitely keeping my eye on whether he's going to a different team or not. If, if he okay. leaves, I'm about as excited as you are to see what he does. But at the
0: same time, if you're buying Calvin Ridley, do it before he goes. Through do it before team. he goes. Yes. So, so that's that's yes. my yes. counterpoint to your counterpoint is yes. is that you do, because I, you're you,
1: getting him if you buy him now you're getting him for his value yeah. on the Falcons. Don't don't wait and
0: watch. Which is great. Do it and 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 make the move before his value number one goes up when he goes to the team and number two goes up when he gets back to the level he was at. So yes. Yeah, Nathan, what's up? Well, we are.
1: On. What question are we on? Uh, most likely to rebound. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow, okay.
2: Uh, yeah, I Darren don't believe Waller. that whole Lamar Jackson comment. You're just not paying attention. Ugh, I know, sorry. And if
0: Simon did say...
2: You know, Marquise Brown. <laughs> Darren Waller is my um,
1: most likely to rebound from a disappointing season. Fantasy-wise, obviously, he was disappointing. He was tied in 16 on the season, and a lot of that was due to missing six games uh, to injury. He had a lot of drops, a lot, a lot of drops, which was very, very surprising. Um, I don't, I don't have the number on me right now. I'm going to look it up, but I mean, the man in his first, in in open, in their opening game, the Raiders opening game, he had 19 targets, targets, man, that's 19 targets. And this is of course the John Gruden, Raiders um before More he, targets before than I he got left all yeah I know but he just his his target upside uh, talk about polar opposite of a guy like Dawson Knox is just really really hard to ignore and his value is lower than it's ever been in quite a while uh, lower than it's ever been since his relevancy and I I think he's still a must-have tight end one, and if you have him, I'm holding on to the guy unless I'm getting way overpaid to give him
0: up. Yeah, I think I agree with that.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, just one thing to look at here, his his drops, uh, he was number two in the league in drops uh, for tight ends. He had eight, and that was uh, almost one drop per game, which really can add up. I mean, he, he was dropping some pretty serious passes um that i don't really see him repeating that really is probably my only concern other than the obvious which is health um but i i think he's going to do much better and he's going to be one of the reasons that renfro is not going to be a wide receiver one next year
0: yeah yeah all right and and real quickly to wrap us up here uh we're going to talk about what players may be helped or harmed by their team's performance or production and so um mine obviously um i think guys like Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley on the Giants I think with a change of scenery there and a change of scheme that that um, they could both have fairly solid fantasy seasons uh saquon barkley obviously you know potentially rebounding to get back to the point where he or closer to the point where he was and daniel jones you know who is a little bit undervalued if you ask some people um getting to a point where he is a solid uh, reliable fantasy quarterback really for the first time in his career he's, he's been decent um uh, but i would say that there have been questions still about daniel jones which is why his value is still low so i think i think uh those giants guys even even um help um Kadarius tony even Kadarius tony guys like that. yeah thanks i did it uh could could take a step forward because of that improved uh giants offensive scheme because it literally could not get any worse than last year uh they've obviously got to make some offseason moves but i think they could uh, right now i I think those are good candidates to benefit and then uh trevor lawrence i think is an obvious one here that i'd like to mention um although we may not be super high on doug peterson it doesn't really get worse than urban meyer and you saw some some difference in play valid you saw some difference in play later in the season than you did beginning of the season. You saw him torch the Colts in the last game of the season and hand the Colts their worst loss in franchise history. Um, so Mm, I think, I think that, I think that that Trevor Lawrence is promising anyways. Um, but especially now that they're going to have maybe another weapon or two and a new coach, I think you're going to see Trevor Lawrence take take a big step forward in part because they have, uh, some, some new, um, assets for production and their team performance might go up some. So Nathan.
1: Good picks. Um, My one pick, which is actually multiple players (laughs) over many years is the entire new England Patriots backfield. We're talking guys like Sonny, Michelle, James White, Damian Harris, Laguerre Blunt, Jonas Gray. I'm talking about the history of the new England Patriots. That is my argument. Literally. It's It's essentially a different running back every year, every other year. These guys are these guys literally every other week. Right now, you've got Damian, you've got Ramondre, and you had Sonny for half the season this year. James White's still there, right? James White, I think, is still there. He fluctuates from practice squad to starting and scoring 25 points a game. There is no dependence on these guys that fantasy that dynasty fantasy teams should be having. If you have Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson, good for you. Maybe you can start them, but you're not building your team around them and you're not depending on them being your best fantasy asset for the next five years because it just ain't going to happen with the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick and the way they run their offense. They haven't run it like that ever since they've been good. It's just not going to happen.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and um, I agree with you. let's, Let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum with a running back that's very good and gets a lot of touches, and it's our one and only Jonathan Taylor. And I'm honestly a little bit worried about the Colts and our team position on his health, really, because Jonathan Taylor is getting so many carries. I mean, he he is the sole workhorse on, really, the Colts' offense. And as good as he is you got to keep in mind how those touches are going to start to affect him as the year goes on. And I wouldn't necessarily be worried about his fantasy production, but in Dynasty, I'd be worried about his longevity, to be honest, because, I mean, he's, he's doing so much on the offense. He's out there almost every snap, whether it's pass blocking or running or even catching occasional passes out of the backfield. I think he could be helped because of his work share to produce fantasy wise, but he's going to be harmed by our reliance on him. Ours being the Colts.
0: Yeah, I'm not seeing that because, you know, they've still got one of the better offensive lines in the in the NFL. Um, and obviously I think the Colts are going to try to go out and get a QB that's semi-competent because they want to compete now. So with that being said, I think that they're not going to – I don't think like they're going to bring in a QB and tank and give Jonathan Taylor all the carries because, oh, because not. they're not going to waste Jonathan no, Taylor. That's
1: kind of the whole Be reason they're looking for a quarterback is so they yeah. don't have to depend on Jonathan Taylor the entire time so he doesn't die out that quickly.
0: Yeah,
1: I think – Best case scenario, he actually ends up getting less touches and does relatively the same because less is more.
2: Yeah, I, I just please don't let him get hurt. Oh, so yeah, this is more I, of a would, this is cry.
1: more of a plead for you than a prediction. You're just no. Like, I mean, the question
2: is what please. players may be harmed by their team performance or production. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying if the yeah. Colts are just relying heavily on him, I could see him being harmed by that long term.
0: Yeah, right. I think I agree. Although we did have some discussion about Jonathan Taylor, you know, <sighs> we're off, off, that. we doing mic. an episode on that. Yeah, we need to. We probably do. We need, we have some big arguments about some of the because Simon just likes to, to to make takes just to make them. I think so. Oh no, I'm just always right. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's it for the yeah, day. That, that's all we got. Um, th- obviously, those are some of the things that we learned this uh, this season. We're looking forward to the next season. Uh, it's officially dynasty season it's the off season that's when all the dynasty stuff happens dynasty so i'm glad you're around i'm, round, I'm glad we
2: have this to cope with no football oh dynasty never this sleeps is, so neither should you yeah this yeah. is our grief. i got that from
0: one of our leagues new t-shirt coming soon yeah right Ooh. yeah all right uh next week we're going to be talking about dynasty redraft make sure you join us uh we'll be here we hope you will join us as well uh, this has been dynasty domain